0: Could you imagine having a mother who just killed in
1: front of you just to save you? Could you imagine growing up and living in the harshest of life situations, alone and confused?
2: Or could you imagine being involved in a sexual assault case where no one, not even the police, believe you? Hello everyone, and welcome to our Novel Analysis Podcast. I'm Emma. I'm Janvi. And I'm Cheryl. And today we're going to be competing against each other to prove which one of us has the better book. We have each read and prepared notes for our novels, all written by indigenous authors, and we're all confident that we can can prove our books to be enticing. So with that, let's get into introducing our novels. I'll go first. The novel I'm reading is The Break by Kathleen
0: Vermette.
1: The novel I'm reading is From the Ashes by Jesse
0: Thistle. And the novel I'm reading is Son of a Trickster by Eden Robinson. A great lineup. We've spent the past two weeks immense in our books and truly spent a lot of time studying several aspects associated with each of our novels. We are super excited to bring you our insights on each of the books.
1: Disclaimer, we are grade 11 students who are basing our podcast solely off of our opinions and the emotions we felt while reading our respective novels. You're welcome not to share the same thoughts as us, but we highly encourage you to listen to this podcast with an open mind. Please be aware that this podcast involves content of profound language, child neglections, sexual assault, and substance abuse. So without further ado, let's begin our podcast. So before we begin, I just wanted to ask everyone, did you enjoy your book? I did enjoy my
2: book. It's, um, it's, a different, it's something different than I would normally read. I don't normally go for more dark topics. I generally enjoy reading um, either comedies or fantasy novels. But this was a nice change of pace, and I'm really glad that I chose this book.
1: I really um, I agree with that. This was... Uh whole different genre for um us to read but i think it was great to see the experiences and the actual stories behind each book john b what are your thoughts
0: so uh, the thoughts on my books is like i really enjoyed my book because it was funny at the start and then it got into a couple oh my god moments for me um the book is really interesting
1: um yeah yeah all right why don't we start off by giving a summary of each thing. We've said how we felt about it, but I think our listeners should hear what, like, a summary of each book. So, Emma, do you want to get us started on that?
2: All right. So, my book is actually really interesting in the sense that um, each chapter of my book follows the different story of a character. So... Uh, so say every chapter will have will be the name of the character that it's following. And it's interesting because all of these uh, characters stories eventually lead up to one conflict, I guess you can say. And essentially the main um, idea of my book is that um, this family is dealing with the sexual assault of um, a 13 year old girl. Um, that's all I'll say. I don't want to spoil too much. but yeah, that's it's something that I wouldn't normally read, but I think it's, I think it was really interesting
1: to read. That, that's great to hear. So for my book, From the Ashes, um, it, it ne- I've ne- a book has never had such a profound effect on me. It's moved me beyond words. Um, and just to give you a summary, obviously without spoiling anything, it's about a Métis Cree individual who faces abandonment, substance abuse, neglection and trauma throughout a lot of his lifetime. Um, and as much as this book is about sur- uh, survival, it truly depicts what resiliency means. Um, the book is all based off of real-life experiences, and what I love about it is just the ability it has to convey the will to fight and the will to endure what life throws at you. John b tell me about your book.
0: So, like, the main idea for The Son of a Trickster For as far as I've read, the whole book revolves around Jared and his point of view, and like without going into the details of how his life changed who he was. um, So, Gerald started off uh, as a pothead, and he slowly is getting into the world of drug dealers uh, while selling treats wherever he can, getting high with his friends, being introduced to the world. Um, of drugs and the world of selling everything um, by um, an adult and his family. And I found this really interesting because I wouldn't have uh, thought about someone that, in my life, that I knew would try getting me into this world um, because I thought it was a really negative impact. But in this book, it is uh, beautifully written and how everything affects Jared in his lifestyle.
1: Thank you for sharing your plot summaries. Um, I hope the listeners did get a good gist Or this is just the beginning. We still have a lot more to talk about. So John, do you wanna take it away?
0: Yeah. So as each of our books are written by famous indigenous authors, Uh, Who are your authors and what is your author's writing style?
2: Uh, I'll go first. My author is Katharina Vermette. I'll be honest, I didn't know much about her. Well, actually, I hadn't heard about her at all before I picked up this book, but um, I'm glad that I did pick up this book because Katharina's writing style is actually really interesting. It mixes um, very casual, almost conversational writing with very serious writing. So there's this book... Uh, spoiler, this book does have a lot of swearing in it, um, and part of that is what makes it seem so casual because the conversations seem more um, kind of raw and realistic, but at the same time, when the author's describing things, um, she uses language that is really descriptive and it can be really serious, it can really set the tone, so I just think that's um, something really interesting about Katharina's writing.
0: That's very interesting, so... Cheryl, what? Uh, who is your author, and why? What is her style of writing?
1: So my author is Jesse Thistle. He is a Métis Cree man from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Um, the whole book is a memoir, and it's written in first person's first-person point of view. Um, the, the thing that I really love about his writing style and the way he conveys his messages and stories is he doesn't romanticize anything. It's, it's really real, and he truly is such a gifted storyteller, and I feel like that's so important to have um, in a book, especially if it's written in first person. Um, like, like The Break, it's very conversational, um, descriptive, and it being, that being said, it gives you an open access to his mind. Um, unlike a book by like Charles Dickens or anything. Um, but another thing that the book had throughout was poetry. Um, even though it wasn't like your, what you expect out of poetry, I found a new newfound love because I don't know, in general, poetry is just so hard to understand for me. I found it difficult to analyze, but in this book, it's strategically placed and it's not overdone. And the simplicity of it is, is so enticing. That's
0: very interesting and how uh, there's poetry in your book. Um, So my author is Eden Robinson. Uh, Many say that she was born to be a writer, and her writing style uh, combines a variety of narrative forms and conflicting styles. And this book is beautifully written, and the story becomes, the more you read it, the story becomes more addictive and unstoppable to read. Because my author is so talented in making stories and books so addictive, it makes a person like me a non-reader because um, I think books in general are really boring, but starting to read this book and getting introduced to this book, uh, it really wants, um, like I really want to keep reading this book because of all the details. Um, It really tries to make you imagine what is happening in real time right in front of you. So why do you think your author is the best to write your book?
2: Well, I think it's really important for indigenous authors to tell indigenous stories. Um, And even though this book is not um, necessarily based off of a true story, it is based off of real events. um, Sexual assault and and things like kidnapping are really prominent um, among indigenous women, unfortunately. So I think that it's important that stories like this are told um, by Indigenous authors because they're the ones that should be telling their stories. I don't think it would be right for anyone else to kind of write about that and profit off it. That would be kind of weird. So I think that Katharina was really the right person to write about um, the story about this girl facing sexual assault and the racism among the police system and how they don't quite believe her family. I just think it's all really important that um, Kathrina and an Indigenous author in general would write something like that.
0: I totally agree with how you said um, Indigenous writers should write about um, their own experiences. So, Cheryl, what about you?
1: Same. Um, it, it all comes down to, once again, cultural appropriation. And I think Indigenous authors Truly convey the right emotions and they've been through it or they've seen people who've been through it So it's kind of when I read my book. It's as if I'm there just the style of the writing and everything Um, The reason I think Jesse Thistle was the best one to write my book. First of all, he Experienced all of these stories. He's telling and I think that's so 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 important Um, it's all from his lens and it truly gives the reader a deeper layer of understanding and this connection to the author. Once again, the author is the main character of uh, the novel, um, but it's, it's all about making that connection with the readers. And I think that can best happen if it's the person itself telling the story. If it's first person, they've experienced it. Um, and, you know, I, I thought it was perfect the way everything was worded and the way he you know, once again, he didn't romanticize anything. It was very real. So, uh,
2: moving along, we have our characters. I want to discuss our characters. So, I want to talk about my appreciation for the characters in my novel, and I want you to talk about your characters as well. Um, I think it's the characters in this book, I think they're really great. I mean, obviously, some of the characters are not Necessarily good people, Um, so it makes it kind of hard to like them in that sense. But I think that the way uh, Katharina wrote these characters and how all of their stories connect um, is really interesting to see. Because even though these chapters, they all follow the stories of that one specific character in that time, they all find a way to kind of connect and intertwine, and and their story like they cross paths several times. So I th- just think that's really interesting. And especially for the amount of characters, like there's a lot of characters in this book. So, I mean, I applaud Kathrina for being able to write such intric- intricate characters and so many of them. So how about you guys? How do you guys feel about um, the characters in your novel?
1: So before I talk about the characters in my novel, Emma, I, I had a question for you. So. Um, I know you said every chapter was a different person, but don't you think it would get confusing for the reader to stick to one perspective and one emotion? Because a book like From the Ashes, there is a roller coaster of emotions, but it's from one lens. And the connection to one person throughout the book is its amazing, the way it makes you feel till the end of it. So what do you think about that?
2: Um, I do agree that it could get confusing, and I admit that in the beginning of the book, I was a bit confused because, you know, you have to memorize all the characters' names. And speaking of that, there is actually a family tree printed out at the beginning of the book, and it kind of explains everyone's uh, connection to each other. Um, It doesn't cover everyone because some characters in the novel are not, like, blood-related to the other characters, but there is a family tree at the front of the book, so I think that's helpful. But I do agree that it can get confusing um, reading a bunch of different perspectives from a bunch of different characters. But what I, but like I said, they all kind of intertwine. So it's not like you're reading like 10 separate stories. You're reading one story, but you're just kind of reading it from like um, their point of view. So I can understand how it gets confusing, but it really isn't as bad as it sounds.
1: Thank you, thank you for answering that. So um, I'll get to my characters really quickly. So Jesse is the main character. Once again, he is the author, the main guy in the story. Um, And he truly is such a dynamic character and it's heartwarming to see the maturity that he undergoes from childhood to adulthood. Um, That being said, he does have two brothers who portray these characteristics of being protective, loving, Um, And they're the ones who kind of experience parental neglection firsthand. Um, His brothers are who have raised him, who have uh, clothed him, fed him. Um, But one thing I really enjoy about all the characters in the novel is, as a reader, you can connect to one characteristic or another. Whether it be the, the father of the three children being foolish, senseless. Um, or the uh, brothers being uh, swell, protective, the lamps to slaughtered, the most loving um, to Jesse, the main character, or the grandfather as ignorant, rough, and hard. there's always some sort of characteristic as a reader I was able to relate to to people um, around me, to people in my own life, and that relation to have is very, very important, especially when it comes to um, reading these type of books. What about you, Johnny? So uh,
0: connecting with Emma's book, I really have a lot of characters early on in my book. So like, even though the main um, character is Jared, um, and it's all about his point of view, there's many characters affecting the way he thinks, like his mother, Maggie, she is ruthless in protecting Jared at any cost. Uh, Once she actually said, I would kill and die for you and She literally killed a pit bull, um, ran over it twice. So because of how his mother expresses her love for him, um, it's really threatening. Um, And Gerald, um, and the way she shows her love as violence, Gerald really gets confused and he doesn't know how to feel. Um, And that really affects how he grows up uh, throughout the whole book. And it's really interesting. And another, a couple other characters that are like really, um, that really come into the book and that you read about them a lot is Richie, uh, the new boyfriend of his mother, a very old couple that are not related um, uh, as the couple gives Gerald um, working experience, food, uh, and they really have a good connection between uh, the couple and Jared himself. And Jared lives in a house where there's tenants and there's a lot of conflict between the tenants upstairs because he lives in the basement. So it's a variety of characters, a variety of how each character affects uh, Jared's point of views. Um, yeah.
2: Okay, that's good. I think it's really interesting when characters' stories intertwine like that. Um, just for the sake of time, I'm gonna move along here and we're gonna let Cheryl talk about, uh, the conflicts in our novels.
1: So conflicts, we've kind of touched on them throughout this podcast, but, um, let's give like a sentence to maybe sum that up. Like, I know our books have a lot from mine and went to character versus self, there's a coming of age aspect character versus identity um, from childhood, developing a resentment to identity, to understanding it, Uh, character versus character, character versus society, especially when explaining Canada's dominant culture, um, violence and the traumatizing system has a colonial answer to it. Tell me me about yours.
2: So if I had to like summarize the conflict of my novel in say one sentence, it would be, I'd say it would be indigenous women dealing with the racism among the Canadian government and the police system. Um, I know that's kind of a broad sentence, but I do think it's meaningful because in the book, um, you know, the police officers, uh, one of the police officers is, is actually Métis and is kind of pushed around a lot by his um, white partner. Um, so I think that's, it's a it's a broad statement, but it's a meaningful statement because there's you know, a lot of mention about how um, these indigenous women are crazy for thinking that, um, for thinking that someone was assaulted outside, even though, I mean, it's it was clearly evident uh, that someone was assaulted outside, but the police are still refusing to believe it simply because it's an indigenous woman. So uh,
1: that's that for my novel. I think I think um, all of us experience that um, systematic racism against Indigenous people. So, John B, tell me tell me exactly what yours what your book explores. Conflict wise
0: so the main conflict uh, throughout the book, as far as I've read, is between the mother's uh, point of view on how she should protect Gerald, and how Gerald is trying to go out into the world and. He's trying to get into the world of drug selling as a a job of his. And it's very, um, I guess, interesting because though his mother is trying to protect him, she is also interested, I guess, in a way of how Gerald is trying to go onto that side of the world of selling drugs, infused cookies to anyone And making a living off that and it just yeah that's like the main conflict between how gerald is in the middle and he's confused on what he should do uh because there's a lot of uh, violence on both sides on his mother's side to protect him and on the side of drugs as he might get jumped he might be uh snitched on uh by the for the uh by someone he like trusts to the cops so that is very interesting throughout the book what about you cheryl
1: thank you thank you for sharing that john V. so we each gave a little bit about our conflict and i think we've kind of summed up the conflict um emma it's back to you
2: all right so moving along i want to talk about literary devices um I think that literary devices, um, they can be challenging sometimes, but they are very prominent in each and every novel. I mean, every book uses literary devices to some extent. So uh, I'll go first. Um, My conflict is kind of introduced right at the beginning of the book. um, And because of that, um, it kind of like opens the gates to a lot of literary devices. Um, But I think that if I had to name a few, it would definitely be uh, cliffhangers for sure. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but there is a chapter when um, a young girl runs away from a party where she feels that she's in danger, and the chapter kind of cuts off there. Um, and then the result of that turns out to be very um, intense. So that's definitely something that was prominent in the book, um, as well as imagery. Um, the author is very good at kind of like describing a scene and making you really imagine um. Imagine the scene like there's parts where she talks about um, how the ceiling that when she looks up at her ceiling, she can see that it's yellowing and flaking, and how she feels that it's going to fall on her one day. Um, I'm obviously not very doing the explanation justice, but I do think that she's um, very good at explaining things um, in a very descriptive way. Um, and yeah, so let, how about you, Cheryl?
1: Um, Emma, you can agree with me. We love cliffhangers, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah cliffhangers are they just get me stuck to the book like um flipping pages and everything and yeah so from the ashes did have some cliffhangers some of these experiences were not like even expected at all um but yes i had some imagery as well especially when the author describes um his experience of being homeless so um a lot of a, a lot of the ones that he focused on were visual, tactile, and auditory. And and I appreciated that because it just makes you feel like you're in that environment. Um, There were a lot of metaphors and similes throughout the book. So metaphors, he compared his plight to like a chemical haze, um, even events in the Bible. Um, And simile, there there was this one simile that's just engraved in my head. And it goes like, um, I'm wandering in the desert like a wounded animal. And that's like... It's such a nice, it's such a nice comparison to make a reader understand what's going on. Um, But another important uh, literature, literary device that my book had was Pathetic Fallacy. Um, So whatever environment he was in, his emotions matched up to that, which, which I kind of expected, but it was so beautifully written and had so many surprises in it. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, that's
2: good. It's always nice when um, a novel has, you know, a nice turn of events or a big
0: shock to it. Uh, How about you, Jambi? So as in both of you guys' books, my book also has imagery. and In my opinion, imagery is a very powerful literary device because it gets you to imagine and have, like, the feeling of the characters in the book, like, with very descriptive language. You can see uh, in my book... The this literary, this literary device is present throughout the whole thing. For example, when uh, Gerald, Gerald was actually running at school and how it was snowing, an example was uh, his windbreaker was sopping wet, snowflakes streaked white in the gray downpour, looping in the background higher than other mountains. It really gets you to imagine of how Jared was running in the snow and how uh, the feeling as everyone maybe in rain, we had our jackets, maybe it got soaked um, and you must have felt the cold, the sopping wet like water dripping down you. And it really gets you you to use your senses uh, while reading the book and getting engaged to each part of whatever um, the author is trying to get you to feel. That's great. Um,
2: So now we are going to move on to the conclusion. We're going to let John B. take the conclusion.
0: Uh, Yeah. So as all three of our books are really interesting to uh, anyone, would you guys recommend your book? Because I would totally recommend my book. It is a mix of comedy and a lifestyle. uh, And who is the audience you guys would recommend your book to? So I would definitely recommend my
2: book. Um, oh, apologies, I muted myself. Um, I would definitely recommend my book. Um, however, I would like to give a warning to people who want to read my book that it does cover very heavy topics uh, such as sexual assaults, racism, and um, substance abuse. So that's just something to kind of look out for. If you're in the mood for kind of a heavier, more darker story, then... Um, This is definitely a book I recommend because it's written beautifully, um, but it just covers a very heavy topic. Um, I would recommend this honestly to to anyone that's not like a small child, obviously I wouldn't want like a small child to read this book, but teens, young adults, and honestly, anyone who doesn't know much about indigenous struggles, because like I said, even though this novel isn't based off of a true story, um, it does cover a very real issue um, amongst indigenous communities. So I think that this can help you kind of have an understanding of um, just how deeply rooted and how um, just how hard the struggles of indigenous people are in general. So I would definitely recommend this book for mainly teens and uh, young adults.
0: I totally agree to your audience. Like kid, little kids, I guess, uh, shouldn't be uh, reading into this, your book uh, what about you, Cheryl?
1: Without a doubt, um, from the ashes is it's like a top pick book. Definitely recommend, um, not only recommend, but you really should read it. Um, it, it's, it's just the way it's written, the way, uh, a beauty comes out of, um, the writing itself. Um, So there are heavy subjects. I know Emma and John, you both mentioned this, but I think it's equally important to read these type of heavy subjects, especially when it comes to uh, Canadian history. And because my book is in uh, first person, first point of view, the author's the main character. Um, It's all based on actual struggles. And like you said, of course, target audience. Um, I recommend it for the ages of 14 and above, but I don't recommend it to only Canadians. I recommend it to people worldwide to see that, hey, this is what's going on in Canada, right? These are the experiences that people are facing. Um, but one thing I do have to say about my book is it's so inspirational. Um, it, everyone has problems in their life. Everyone has situations, whether it be big or small. Um, the ability to relate to the writing, to the fights that this author has shared um, based on his experiences is, is inspirational, it's moving beyond words, emotional. Um, but again, it's not too, it's not too heavy. Um, there, there is some satire, which, which I appreciate. So the author kind of ridicules himself in between, um, but it really does cover a lot of themes. And in general, covers a lot of issues that indigenous people face, it's not focused on one, which is why From the Ashes is such a good pick. Um, And one thing I'm going to say before um, ending my conclusion off is this book truly proves that there is always a way to come out from the ashes. Uh,
2: Okay, so we have reached the end of our podcast. Um, I hope that you all, well I hope that we convinced you all to read um, these books because they are all truly good books in their own way. So thank you very much for listening. And we hope that we were able to influence your reading.
1: This episode is brought to you by NBE 3U grade 11 students from Jean Augustine Secondary School. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more content like this, be sure to leave us a review. We highly encourage you to read the novels that were discussed in this podcast. That being said, if you have any recommendations for any novel, book, memoir, home, short story by any Canadian Indigenous author, be sure to email us at 716-356 at pdsb.net to let us know.